Hey friend, are you asking yourself, is this what I really want to be doing with my life? I don't think so. I think there's something else that I'm meant to be doing. Welcome to the Painting Your Path podcast, where we have real conversations about what it takes to step out, be bold, and do you. I'm your host, Clarissa Castillo-Ramsey. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. This episode is especially for you if you feel like you have to do it all yourself. Can you relate to that? Are you somebody who just maybe wants to have control of everything or maybe it's hard for you to ask for help? That's that's me sometimes. Sometimes it is hard for me to ask for help and doing this interview with today's guest was just such a fresh reminder that guess what you don't have to do it all yourself and that's what we dive into today with my guest Sue Lehman and let me tell you more about Sue armed with knowledge in accounting and law plus over 20 years of expertise in providing supportive administrative services Sue Lehman found founded Keep It Simple with Sue LLC a virtual office assistance service being an owner of a small business Sue is uniquely positioned to understand the needs of other female owned small businesses She provides services designed to reduce the stress of an overwhelmed female small business owner. Sue is efficient and organized with the ability to analyze a situation quickly and offer solutions tailored to their needs. Her very own KISS principle is keep it simple with Sue and kiss the overwhelm goodbye. So with that, let's dive into my conversation with Sue. Hey, Sue, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Clarissa. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you because for so many people who are listening to this, they have a desire to eventually, possibly work for themselves. And I know that when I first left the nine to five to work for myself, there was this feeling like I had to do it all. And so I know we're going to dive into that and you are really going to help us keep it simple. And I'm so looking forward to that. But first, I would love for you, Sue, to just share a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Um, Okay, I'd love to. Um, I personally have been working for the last just over 30 years in a regular nine to five job. I'm coming down to the tail end of my career. I'm very excited about this. And I was like, you know what, I'm not ready to retire, retire. I have, (laughs) I am, I have five sisters. I am the mother of an adult son with ADHD. So over the years, I've learned how to organize things and how to keep things on track. The one thing I did notice over the span of my career is the distinct lack of female mentors 
instead of females helping other females, it seemed as though we were all lost in the shuffle about, ooh, oh gosh, I guess it's been going on 20 years now ago. I had a new boss. She was a female. She was fabulous. She was the lady who taught me the importance of mentoring other females and bringing them up and teaching them the things they need to know. And from there, I didn't look back. I started informally mentoring other people. I work in a female-dominated business. And I've just kept that rolling because I understand the importance of supporting other females. I love that. And it's so true. Um, And that's what I did in my past life in the corporate space. There was a lot of mentoring and just helping, helping individuals develop their leadership skills and just help them be the the best that they could be in their role. And so Sue, how, like, how did you start doing what you are doing? Because I think you have a virtual assistance business. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, I have a sister, one of my sisters is a female, obviously solopreneur, She owns a property management and real estate business. She's out on the West Coast. She happens to be the sister who's closest in age to me. We are literally the same age for 12 days every year. And I watched her over the years and she does this basically all by herself. On top of that, she was in charge of home, of the child, um, of assisting with her husband's business. And the more she tried to do it all, the harder it became. And over the years, I've gotten into a habit of going to visit her, especially in the winter, since I live in Ohio and winter is not as pretty here. And I've learned to help her over over that time span to the point where I've developed now that I can help her virtually with through my business. And I and I was just kind of like, you know what, female solopreneurs, they are woefully unsupported. And. I see, I see a need and a niche. And so I started informally with her. It became formal. And here I am going, okay, I know there are plenty of other females I can help. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Yes. And, and I think, I don't know, I don't want to stereotype women, but I do feel as a woman, like there has just always been these messages of, you know, you can like just multitasking and taking care of everybody and just doing it all. And I would love to ask you, why do you think that is so? Why do you think we have to do it all? Because that certainly is what it feels like sometimes. It certainly is. Um, I would, I will say we are brought up to be nurturers. That is what we're taught. That is what we're expected to do. So our job is, you know, traditionally, the female role has been to be in the home, support the husband, support the children, take care of everything in the household. You go forward in time, more females started working outside of the home. But yet we were still expected to be in charge of the home and support the husband and support the child or children, as the case may be. And 
it's like a badge. It's become this badge of honor. Like you said, the multitasking, oh, we can be at the soccer mom. We can work full time. We can make dinner. We can have the house perfectly clean. We can make sure our husband has everything they may need or our partners, the case may be. And we just think, okay, you know, society expects us to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah. And I think, and it comes at a cost, right? Because I also know, like, just from experience, like my, I'll share a little story about my mom. She, she worked so hard building her medical practice, coming here to the United States from the Philippines. And I just saw how hard she worked and how hard she, and how much she supported her family who was back in the Philippines. And there was just one day where she just collapsed and, and I, and it was just such a distinct moment for me to just like say, Hey, like life doesn't have to, to be this way. And oh my gosh, my mom, she worked so hard and look at what happened. And I also think like you said, we're expected to quote unquote, expected to do these things as women just kind of carry it all and provide um, for the family and work. And why do you think we judge ourselves sometimes and others so harshly when we, when we can't juggle it all and do it all? I honestly think it's, it's, we feel guilty for failing. We know we can't do it all inevitably a ball drops somewhere. Like you forgot to take the child to someplace. You forgot to sign a permission slip. You forgot an appointment, you know, whatever the case may be, the ball drops somewhere. Or if you're spinning plates and your plates crash. And then we feel horrible because we think we should do it all. So we feel guilty for not being able to do it all. And then we start judging ourselves and then we sometimes start judging other women too. Instead of building them up, we tear them down and say, well, at least I'm not as bad as that one is, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's just this endless circle of, we try to do it all. We can't do it all. We get, we judge ourselves horribly. We try to, you know, it just, it keeps going. And inevitably, like you said, you either physically or mentally, or sometimes both collapse from it. Yes. Yeah. And I I think as you were talking and as I'm thinking about my mom, she, she just was silent. She's from that, the silent generation where it's just like, you don't talk about like quote unquote problems or issues. You just keep going. You just keep, keep on keeping on. And yeah. And I think you're, you're so right. I think um, for many they feel guilty. And maybe that's why she was quiet. I'm not sure, but, um, you know, it's just got me thinking like, we don't, we don't have to, it doesn't have to be that way. We definitely don't need to feel guilty. We definitely don't need to judge other people and their situations. And so my next question, Sue, is how can we begin to shift this thinking of having to do it all? and start delegating. We have to give ourselves permission. We have to understand that it's okay to not be able to do it all and that we shouldn't have to do it all. 
Um, The one thing I'm always fond of saying is you wouldn't hire a painter to rewire your house. Um, The other thing I'm fond of saying is you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's okay to ask for support, to ask for help, whether it's your partner, it's your kids chipping in, it's your friends. If you're doing an informal support system, you can always trade things with other people or you can plan higher things out. There's nothing wrong with that. There's There should be no shame in going, okay, I'm the CEO of the household. I'm you know, in charge at work. I have no problems delegating at work. Why should I have problems delegating at home? And maybe we need to let go. And I, I often refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist. We have to let go of the idea it has to be done perfectly. Sometimes done is better than perfection. So, you know, I would say definitely you want to identify the tasks that you either can't do well or you don't like to do. Research the best way that you can either trade with somebody else to do it, delegate to a partner or a child, hire it out and go with your best option. Hire the best quality, if you will, that you can, because you know, you don't want to have to redo it either. You know, I realize if you delegate to a six-year-old clean the house, it's not <laughs> going to be like you cleaning the house. It, right. It, yeah. So within reason, of course, um, you know, my son, he's an only child. He had chores from the time he was really young. And I had to let go of the idea that, you know, if he's dusting, everything's going to be perfectly moved and perfectly dusted and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's Okay. Because who's coming into your house looking? And if they're looking, you know, oh, well, I can't help them with that one. But, you know, my motto is delegate and feel great. Oh, I love that. Delegate and feel great. And Sue, what is your advice for to to people who, who this is really, truly so hard to do, to even ask for help? Do you have any thoughts or any anything that you can share for someone who might be feeling like that? I would say that delegation and and whether it's from a place of guilt, because like, again, you know, you, you feel as though you should be doing it all. And for whatever reason, you can't be doing it all. Whether it's a place of I'm a perfectionist and I, I, nobody will do it as well as I will do it. You know, there's one of you. And in order for you to be mentally and physically happy and healthy, it is critical that you start to let go and start to let other people assist you. You know, at least for the most part, I would say the females, you know, we tend to go to our friends. We tend to have our tribe and we, we talk to them and that kind of thing. And, you know, maybe it's a little bit easier for us to ask for help, but even so, like you said, I do see where women are, it, it, it's difficult, but I say it should be the norm. It shouldn't be the exception to the rule. And it's up to us to make it the norm. We need to support each other. We need to say, hey, I see you're struggling. Do you need some help? Is there something I can do for you? Can we swap something out? You know, can, can I take your kids? Can, you know, something, yeah. but we need to be the ones to change it. I love it. And I love also what you said about just noticing, observing, and mm-hmm. maybe you have, you know, you have a friend who it is very hard for them to ask for help. You can be that person to, to ask, 
hey, maybe it's just me, but it seems like you could use some help with X, Y, Z. How can I help? And to be that, to be that friend. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Love that. Um, like I said, it, it's up to us to support each other because if we don't speak up, nobody's going to do it for us. Right. And I'm not knocking society as a whole or men in general or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, that's generally the way it is, whether you're male or female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The thought, no one's going to save you is popping in my head. And so when it comes to asking for support, yeah, no one's going to save us. We've got to, we've got to save ourselves. And I think because asking for help was so hard for me. And I, the only way that I was able to change that dynamic was to make the ask, even though it was uncomfortable. And I think for anybody who tends to overthink just do the thing and i bet you'll be surprised at how how easy it is i think often we sometimes make things out to be like so heavy when they're not at least that's kind of that's kind of how i experience you know experienced asking for help at the beginning it was hard Oh, very hard. It's like the anxiety makes the idea of doing it worse than the actual doing it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So true. So true. Well, is there anything else, Sue, that you want to share around this topic? Again, like I said, I encourage anyone listening, you know, if there's something, even if it's the world's smallest thing, ask for help. Because maybe that one little thing will give you enough peace of mind where you can focus on something else. Um, I encourage all everybody to support each other, especially we females. We we need to be there for each other. We need to build each other up, not tear each other down. Um, we need to be our own support system. I think that you know the the old adage: it takes a village. I think that applies not only to raising of children, but being a support system for each other. Oh, 100%. Well said. Thank you so much for that. And I also wanted to ask Sue, since you also have a business and you're winding down your, your corporate gig, if you will, what has, how has that transition been for you and what words of wisdom can you share with anybody who's thinking about going out on their own? Uh, The first thing I would say, if you think you can't, you actually can. I, you know, being part of brand builders, I'll put in a plug for them. The one thing they have, two things they have told us that have stuck in my brain. The first one is you are best position to help the person you used to be. So absolutely, if you see a need, if you see a product, if you see something that you think, hey, I would have loved to have help with that, or I would have loved to have had that product or whatever, they're guaranteed there's somebody else thinking the same thing. So don't be afraid to go for it. The other thing that sticks with me is... And how do I want to say it? 
sorry, thinking. Um, I would say that if you can dream it, you can do it. Absolutely. Just because you think, oh, nobody's going to want to buy from me. Nobody's going to take me seriously. The whole imposter syndrome sort of thing. I would encourage you to face your fears and go for it. The worst that could possibly happen. And yeah, it could be the worst, I suppose, is you could fail. But if you don't try, you have also failed. Yes, so true. And I like to say that failing, I'm just using air quotes here, (laughs) fail is a first attempt in learning. And so, you know, just remember that too. Sue, I love everything that you said, and I am with you. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. Well, I also, I'm going to transition us to like what I call rapid fire questions, just so the audience can get to know you even more on a little bit of a personal note. Are you ready? I am ready. Go for it. Okay. So are you a coffee or tea drinker? I'll have to say neither. I'm a Diet Coke girl through and through. Oh, nice. Okay. First thing in the morning? Uh, Usually I start with water, but I do eventually, I try to alternate between water and Diet Coke so I don't feel so guilty for consuming (laughs) so much pop. Okay. Thanks. And what is, at the time of this recording, it's summertime. So what is your favorite vacation spot? Oh, that's easy. I own a lake house on a lake um, not too far from me in Michigan, and that's my absolute favorite spot. It's a spot where I can go. I can decompress. I know the lay of the land. I, you know, I can take a boat ride. It's probably my very favorite place, especially in the summer. Oh, I love it. I love it. And do you have any hobbies or do anything special when you're out there? Um, There are two things I love to do. One is uh, definitely boat riding. Growing up, my parents owned a cottage on the same lake, and I never forgot the feeling of like when I was six years old, my dad first taught me how to drive. Well, it was pontoon at the time. And, you know, he started out next to me, and then he started a little farther from me, and he always stayed within reach of me, but he made it seem as though I was doing everything independently. And I just love that. Oh, that's awesome. That, and I love kayaking. Kayaking. Fantastic. How about um, a book that you've read recently that that you just loved? Say, um, one of my very favorite books, and I have the the entire series of it. Not to plug another coach, but um, you are a badass series oh, by yes. Jen Yep, I love her books. I actually went to see her do a presentation in Kansas City this year. It awesome. was fabulous. Oh, I, I love her too. Books. I love those books. Yeah. Those books are so helpful. I have, you are a badass and you are a badass at making money. Those are the uh-huh. two that I have. Oh, I, um, her badass habits is wonderful. Oh, cool. 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 And how, what's your favorite quote or mantra? It, it's kind of um, twofold. Say what you mean and mean what you say. To me, that goes whether you're disciplining a child, whether you're saying I'm going to do something for another human being, it just speaks to your integrity. And integrity is very important to me personally. Um, And 
you know, it was something my parents taught me when I was young and it has always just stuck with me. And so I do try really hard to live by that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for playing rapid fire questions. And as we wind down, Sue, where is the best place for people to connect with you if they want to chat with you further? I, first of all, I have a Facebook page, keep it simple with Sue. I also am on the internet, keep it simple with Sue.com. Those would be the two easiest, fastest ways to get in touch with me. Fantastic. And we'll have that in the show notes. And Sue, the last question, this is a question I ask every guest. The name of this podcast is Painting Your Path. What does painting your path mean to you? To me, it means the freedom to choose to do something I love without getting bogged down by other people's expectations of me. And that to me, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm just going to go do whatever I want, whenever I want, not take in my responsibilities. But I have found sometimes that when I choose or anyone chooses to do something that somebody else either wanted to do and just was too afraid to do or tried to do and they themselves failed at it, you can get, they can project themselves on you. So painting my path means I'm not listening to that. I'm going to do what it is I want to do as long as I'm not harming me or anybody else. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being here with me today, Sue. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And by the way, I also wanted to say I enjoyed your episode on imposter syndrome. I oh, thank you. Very, very well done. Thank you so much for that. Yes. Yes. You're welcome. Glad it was helpful. And thank you everybody who is here listening at the time of the recording or later on, whenever you hear this. And I would love to know what is your biggest takeaway? Tell me on social and I'll see you next week. Until then, keep painting your path. Bye for now. Thank you so much for staying till the very end. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend. If you haven't had a chance yet, please write a review and rate the show. I would love to hear your feedback. And I also have a free resource guide for anybody who is asking themselves, hmm, am I on the right path for myself now? Or is there something else that I really want to do? Maybe you're in that quandary. Maybe you're wondering what's next. So head over to the show notes and you'll see my Painting Your Path Framework Guide. Download it and have some fun. Just start exploring. And if you're looking for a community, please consider joining my Facebook group. And thank you again for tuning in and I will see you next week. 